I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And it is Travis and Sweet One Monday, Monday. Coming up at 1 p.m., don't forget Mason in Ireland. Listen longer all day long. Spend more time with us here at 710 ESPN. Because if we're doing bits and you're not listening, then you're missing fun, right? And you're missing great sports talk. Hashtag passionate sports talk. Travis and Sweet One each weekday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. More of Travis and Sweet right now. You've got a full plate today, Al. You've got our show, and then you've got a couple of hours to kind of get ready to go do your pregame show at 4 o'clock today. You're, uh, you've got a full plate today. What are you going to do with your three hours between now, or I should say between the end of our show and the start of your next show? I'm going to go to the gym. Okay. And then locksmith. Become a locksmith. Well, get, locksmith is after. Up. Yeah, locksmith is after. My shift for the locksmith starts at 930 tonight. Okay, if I said to you, I was waiting for a different reaction from you when I said I'm going to go to the gym. I'm actually going to go to the gym. I'm, I, I'm I, trying to go back to the gym. I believed you. I, that's why yeah. I didn't give you. The, I, I said, yeah, okay, that sounds like a good. I use thought of your you time. were going to be like, yeah, for sure, Al. Yeah, no, no yeah, see, buddy, I, I'm sure. Oh, it looks like you've been going to the gym lately, huh? That's not what I said. <laughs> I didn't say you look like you've been going to the gym. I said I believe you when you said you're going to the gym. There's a big. There's a lot of. There's what are you going to do? A sit up? You're going to get a sit up bit or two? <laughs> I like the idea of you being a locksmith. I like the idea of you walking around with one of those little hole punch things to knock out the thing on the door, recalibrate the lock, recalibrate the uh, the, the the fob that Emily needed. That if I gave you five years and a technical training background, could you figure that out? Let me tell you something. There are certain things that people do, and every occupation that's out there. There are times where I just look at what somebody else is doing. I'm like, how do you do that? Like when I say how do you do that, as in literally it sounds so confusing to me like it sounds so confusing to me it could be anything you know you, you ever uh we we always joke around like from a mechanic perspective and all that stuff how about when there's a last week i was talking about the water heater going out like, what, what does that mean what do you mean the water I, I i don't understand any of this stuff i really i genuinely don't understand any of this stuff and i have a respect for people that that's what they do. That's what they're experts at. They get it done, and I look like a complete idiot and a jackass in most of those situations. Well, you said there's like there's so many jobs. I, I don't think that's right. I think it's literally every job but this one. <laughs> this job is sit down and start talking. Sit down and start talking about the things that you watched over the weekend. <laughs> Sit down and talk about old movies you like and TV shows that you're into. Like, I think pretty much anybody can do this. But if you said to me, hey, I need you to learn how to reprogram Emily's car with a new fob because she locked herself out. I need you to put a new lock on the door. I need you to do all of these things. You could send me to Caltech for 100 years. I'm never coming yeah. back with that. I don't. I simply don't have it. Just hanging a shelf on the wall is a bridge too far. I can't do anything. I'm so a contractor. The idea if that I, if I put has up skills, if I put a, if I put 
anything up. Like if I put anything together, to me, I'm a certified contractor. I got a scuba license. Why do I have a scuba license? I'm still trying to figure out. Can I add some color to what happened uh, on Saturday? So uh, I call several locksmiths. Uh, Obviously, I was trying to get the best price possible also to get there that night because I I didn't want to go home. Set the scene. What time is this roughly? So I call locksmiths realizing that I'm probably not going to find it around... 6 p.m. Okay. Around 6 p.m. And oh, so they love, they love that call at 6 p.m. Right. The only thing love would have been that. better is 10 o'clock at night. Right. They now it's, now it's 1800. Yeah. And so I call several places, all the ones that are 24 hours, 24 seven. And so I got several quotes, and this one was the fastest and uh, was the cheapest. And so they're like, oh, well, we are in 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, this is sweet. I'll be able to go home. Nope. Took <laughs> two and a half hours for him to come. And then he came in a a van, a white van with no detailing on the outside. So he just pulled up, and I was like, "Oh, hey, there's a Respect. white van." Did, okay. Respect. <laughs> let me, let me. I'm going dad mode. I know you're right about to go dad mode. I, I, I am. Did somebody stay with you? Yes, someone stayed okay. with me. So okay. uh, actually, like the janitor that had helped me look for stuff uh, had stayed and awesome. was very nice and chatted me up, which was great. So then I he opens the side door, and there's like just a wall of fobs, just <laughs> any fob you can think of possible. And then he picks off mine, and then he's uh well all simultaneously on his phone still talking to someone else that isn't me and is uh not speaking english not speaking english i had no idea what i was talking about and so he came over and then he would only <laughs> accept payment oh he's like how are you gonna pay and i was like oh credit card he's like oh well we only take zelle or venmo and i'm like uh okay i'll venmo you and i was like sure as long as i can get this I, honestly incredibly sketchy uh, would not recommend, but I uh, so I'm I got, on my way home. He also wait, wait, wait. he also never even he never asked for proof of ownership. He was like, "Oh, you're the owner." I'm like, "Yeah, I could have been anybody. I could be anybody trying to get in this car." So uh, got the I job think done. The odds of you waiting around two and a half hours to and steal an suspicious. old car is pretty yeah. low. Right, <laughs> that, that, my that, car's not that old, but yeah, an older the, car. The, look, if it were a Maserati or a Bentley, they probably right, would Ferrari. Have asked. Oh no, this is my my Ferrari for sure. I just don't have the keys for he it. He didn't have to. He didn't have to look the part. He didn't have to be. Uh, the most customer service friendly, but he got the job done. He was a nice guy. He gave me a little fist done. bump afterwards. I just don't think English was his first language. He probably couldn't chat me up for forever. We talked about the Lakers for a sec because I was watching the Lakers while he was doing his job. So uh, I also had like trash in my car. You know, it was not my, the most uh, great day friendly. Do you remember his name? Uh, I think it was Omar. Omar, I wonder if Omar thinks that Russell Westbrook, since you were chatting him up about the Lakers, if that's the worst trade in Laker history. Did did Omar give you his thoughts on that? Because Magic kind of floated that out there over the weekend. I don't know if Omar feels the same way, Sleeve, but uh, Magic apparently thinks if they don't win the play-in tournament, then it's the worst deal they've ever made. Yeah, he said if they don't make the playoffs, it's the worst deal in Lakers history. Um Okay, so I, I, I was reading off some stories a little bit earlier, and I'm trying to compare. Okay, well, let me think of other trades the Lakers made, and there's Bleacher Report had an article, Eddie Jones for Glenn Rice, the year that Steve Nash, the Lakers traded four future draft picks for Steve Nash back in 2012 and you know obviously got swept in the first round against the San Antonio Spurs. Without me going into the details of whether I think the Russell Westbrook trade is the worst trade in Lakers history, Let's, by the way, just remember what they gave up. It was Kuzma, KCP, and Montrezl Harrell. So let's not make it sound like the Lakers and went out and gave up. A, were there picks involved, too? Um, was there a pick involved? I want to say there was one, right? 
You might be right. I'll, I'll have to I'll have to go back and look. But let, let's not. I don't want to make it sound like the Lakers gave up two All Stars to go get Russell Westbrook because they didn't. So mm-hmm. that's the reality there. But I think that kind of the the thing that stuck out to me most is Magic putting the it was well if they don't make the playoffs. That that's the part that. I was kind of in my head throwing it back and forth in my head like, okay, well, why is that the – okay, well, what if they make the playoffs and lose to the Suns in five games? Why does that kind of change anything? The expectations coming into the year was you're supposed to go compete for a championship. This is not one of those scenarios where, hey, you're sitting 10 games above 500, but you lost in the second round to the Golden State Warriors – not making the playoffs and play and making the playoffs and then losing in the first round. I don't know how that would all of a sudden change whether this is the worst trade in history I, or not. I don't. I, I agree with you completely. I don't know how the result of being the eighth place team determines whether this goes from the worst ever to something less than the worst ever. I, I don't understand how Magic's doing his math right there. And, and by the way, here's the rub from somebody that didn't like this trade from the moment it was done. This isn't the worst trade in Laker history. For all the reasons that you said, and there was one first-round draft pick going back the other way that they used in, in last year's draft. This was the biggest, the most disappointing trade in Laker history, arguably. But, it's like, a bad trade, Slee, is Delino de Shields for Pedro Martinez. That's a bad trade. <laughs> okay? When you get a player coming back who's okay, and, but, and the other guy that's leaving goes on to become one of the greatest players of all time. That's a terrible trade. Uh, th- this is a, here's some of my mediocre guys for one of your aging superstars. Let's hope that this works out. And we have huge expectations. The whole thing has been a catastrophe from the beginning. That's not a bad trade. That's just a move that didn't work. That if all of a sudden Kyle Kuzma turned into the second coming of, I don't know, Steph Curry or James sure, Harden, sure. then we got a problem. But that's not what this is. One of the things, uh, one of the things Magic talked about was he's tired of the excuses. He's referencing Russ. I think you could reference the entire Laker team. Um, Lakers, and I think this is my piece for Russell Westbrook. We, we we were talking about there was a story that came out over the weekend. Woja put it out there about um, that there was kind of a growing within the Lakers organization that hey maybe you bring Russell Westbrook off the bench. And Coach Vogel kind of defending, no, no, let's keep him in the starting lineup. I, I think at this point of the season, you know, you said this probably a couple weeks ago that the attention towards Russell Westbrook because of what he's giving you, giving to you or not giving to you on the basketball floor, it should become less and less important. So whether Russ is coming off the bench or he's not, okay, try it. Go ahead and try it. You want to try it? I mean, hey, 19 games left in the season. Yeah. Maybe you should have done that 20 games ago. But Russ is a – his production is as important as a lot of these role players on this Lakers team right now. His finances doesn't represent that, but his actual play on the floor represents that. So I've kind of – I'm leaning more and more towards – I really, really don't care what Russ's opinion in. I, I really don't care about his feelings. No, you're either you're either helping yourself win. He's either helping your helping your team win, or he's not. One of the two obviously have to happen. So far, this entire season, it's been the other way. It's a sunk cost, and it has been for quite some time. There is no figuring it out with him, right? There is no well. What if we use him? It it, it, it doesn't work. Okay, you tried it. I'm okay with the try. Didn't work out. Move on to the next thing. Here, this is the part that. I don't understand why everybody isn't on this. The biggest question mark coming out of this season, the biggest problem with this season, it's not Russell Westbrook, it's not LeBron James, it's not necessarily even the supporting cast. 
it's Anthony Davis's inability to pick a lane. It's Anthony Davis's inability to because look, let's say this season was exactly like it's been. It's a bad season. But you feel about what's coming up next very differently if one thing changes. One thing needs to change, which we'll do coming up in just a bit. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. It is Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Chris Rogers, Alan Sliwa. Day has the same person dropped off food at your house twice in one day. Um, That's I don't. A great know. question. Travis and Sliwa on Seven Ten ESPN. I didn't have any food dropped off this weekend, sleep, but I did a little fish and chips on Saturday in Sandy. We went over to Coronado. By the way, it was like eighteen degrees below zero in Coronado on Saturday. I don't know if you knew that or not. But it was a Arctic blast that came through there. Yeah, the first week of March is always like that. It was miserable. It was so cold and so windy that we were t- we were just popping in everywhere. I'm I'm going through like little boutiques looking at things just to get off the street where the heat's on in some of these places. It was this this is San Diego, California, for goodness sake. I don't need to be dealing with this, sir. This is for females only. This <laughs> store, that's fine. I'm I'm looking. I'm shopping for my wife. We went into some like some weird candy place that had like Legos and all. I'm just walking around like, yeah, I'll stay in here for 45 minutes. I'm not going to buy a thing, <laughs> but I'm going to touch everything on the shelves just to get out of the. Uh, wind tunnel that's going on outside. It was miserable. Uh, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. And I not do the drop-in like we were going to try to do maybe on Saturday. We, we let her know on Friday night that we were coming down just to make sure that the, uh, the drop-in drop didn't get into a weird spot. Now you give her a little 12-hour 12 uh, hour notice. Nothing wrong with that. I'm sure she was happy to hang out with the fam. So it sounds like a good uh, good weekend. So she is very tall and very thin, right? Mm-hmm. So, But she eats like she's a lumberjack. And so, so she, she got uh, her entree, and then she had a bag of cookies that she had when we picked her up. And then she got a chocolate chip cookie that's in that skillet that comes out that's hot with a scoop of vanilla ice cream on it. And it's like she hadn't it's eaten in right six there. months. She went through the whole thing like no one. It was she was like an anaconda. It was unbelievable. She just was hammering through this food. It we was, know what dessert she would get if the world was going to end. Yeah, she would. All of them. She would have done. She and Slee would still be discussing which of the things they'd like to pick off the end of the world menu. That should yeah, be I, I forgot about the chocolate chip cookie with ice cream on it. That's it's another good, good one. Honestly, good, though, if that is one. on a menu anywhere, I will always order the chocolate, uh, the cookie skillet. Mm, so yeah, good. that's exactly what it was, and it was. I mean, my, I might have had a bite or six. It was. It was pretty good. I helped her get it down. All right, uh, let's try a phone call here. Let's go to North Hollywood and Steve. Steve, you're on with Trav and Slee. What's up, Steve? Guys, guys, let's just. Let's just be real here, man. This is the worst trade in Laker history. And it, it is for multiple reasons, but some of them mentioned, some of them have been mentioned. We, we're talking about a team that took uh, Phoenix. They were up 2-1 to one last year that, you know, in the playoffs, had a chance to make a championship run if uh, AD doesn't get injured. Okay? Now you've traded 
for a ball dominant, right? High usage point guard, the worst fit against, you know, uh, LeBron, but worse than that, you've taken away all your roster flexibility as far as trades go. So now you're stuck with him 44 million this year, 47 next year. And you couldn't even make an upgrade this season because you didn't have Cruz's contract and KCP's contract, all movable contracts. You couldn't do anything. And now what you haven't factored in is they're going to have to give up more future first this off season in order to try to fix what they've done. This is a, this is a huge mistake on so many it, levels. It, I can't it, even it believe is. they did this. No, it, it, it was epic. deeply unsuccessful, Steve. And, and, but here's why I don't think that the Westbrook component of this is the end of the world. And it brings in what I want to talk about before the la- in the last segment, Steve. Russell Westbrook is an aging player with one more year left on his contract. The, the Russell Westbrook thing will be over at worst at the end of next season. At worst. And I think it'll come, and I think it'll be done before that. Now, the, the price to move him along may, may be a part of it, but th- th- that's over, right? We're, we're done with that. The problem with this, the reason that we feel the way we do about Russell Westbrook, the reason that we've had the weird couple of weeks with LeBron when he was talking at the All-Star break, has nothing to do with Russell Westbrook and has nothing to do with LeBron James. It has everything to do with Anthony Davis because the Anthony Davis trade, which was the one that you sent a bunch of picks and a bunch of players, was not to win a championship in the first year. It was to win a championship in the first year, and I got my guy. I got my guy moving forward that when LeBron does age out, when we do make a trade for another player, i.e. Russell Westbrook, and it doesn't, doesn't matter. My future is secure because I have Anthony Davis. I, the, the way that the Bucks' future is secure because they have Giannis. The way that Denver's future is secure because they have Jokic and Embiid and play and that your franchise is in a good spot because you have a guy that you know exactly what it is you're going to get. The Lakers thought they were getting that with Anthony Davis, and he's not that. He's unavailable frequently. He's injury prone, and when he does play, he's inconsistent. That's the biggest problem with this. It's not that LeBron is getting older. It's not that Russell Westbrook has been a huge disappointment. It's that Anthony Davis is a gigantic question mark at this point in his career. That's the biggest issue with the Lakers. So they're, they're all components, right? The, the Russ piece not fitting is a component. That, that, is a, that is a piece that they thought was going to take them over the top. Um, LeBron doing what he's doing this year and people saying, like you and I have, right? Well, there's certain things you could look at LeBron. This, You know, he's not getting back on defense when he doesn't get a call. Or LeBron can't take over a game in a certain situation or a certain where, where you're accustomed to seeing that in, in his previous career. LeBron's 37, so the guy can only control so much. I saw something uh, Bleacher Report put out, and it, this stuck to me. Bleacher Report put out, who would you pick for MVP right now, most valuable player? they got three guys on that list, mm-hmm. okay? The three dudes on that list is very significant to kind of take taking this or tying this back to Anthony Davis. It was Jokic, it was Giannis, it was Embiid. It was the three best big men in the NBA that you and I, a year ago, no question about it, we're having a conversation is, where is Anthony Davis on that list? A year later, it's disrespectful to put Anthony Davis's name with Jokic, Embiid, He's not on their level. and Giannis. He's, He's not, not on, on that level. level. He's yeah. not on that level. And, and this is what's changed in the last year. Because if last season we were saying going into that series against the Phoenix Suns, just be healthy. Just have your guys, and you could give this thing a run. And I don't think that was ludicrous to say – 
well, if LeBron James and Anthony Davis are healthy with all these other role players, Lakers got a shot to beat the Suns. Actually, they were up two games to one, and they probably had a good chance, and the expectation sure. was you're probably en- you're going to end up beating the Suns if everybody's healthy. He gets injured, they're up two games to one, series is over. If Anthony Davis comes back this season and he's healthy for that playoff run, how much different is the mood and the conversation from what it was last season to this season? It's pretty significant, Travis. Well, think about it, Al. I mean, it, it's funny you said this is kind of the butterfly effect, right? That that a butterfly fl- flaps its wings in Japan and you get rain in Phoenix, right? <laughs> Just all the ripples on the pond that take place. But you're, this is a perfect example of that. If what you just said happens, Anthony Davis stays healthy last year against Phoenix. LeBron comes back. They beat the Suns. Maybe they go back to the Western Conference Finals. Maybe they go to the Finals. Right? It's not. It's not a pipe dream to think that they were. I mean, they were the defending champs and playing really well. And they you got had a lot of injuries. champs on the previous yeah. roster from the Caruso's, KCP, yeah. because guys who have been there before. For yep. sure. But but because they got knocked out early, it was more because of injuries than anything else. And then they decided to just kind of clear the decks and start over again. If they make a run, I don't know if Russell Westbrook ever comes here. Because then it's maybe you're just nibbling around the parade. You didn't feel like you had to kind of start the whole thing over again. That his inability, and again, it's not his, I don't even know how to say this without, it's it's not his fault that he gets hurt all the time, I guess. You know, some of it's just bad luck. Some of it may be just, I, I don't know why some guys get hurt a lot more. Because he's not out of shape. He's not overweight. It's not, it's not that kind of stuff. But my goodness, his inability to just put on the floor is a big reason why we are where they are, both in this season, last season, and the ripples on the pond for his inability to just stay healthy. Who knows what it is? Because LeBron's, we're really close to the end of the line with him. The Russell Westbrook thing is over at the end of the season. I'd be stunned if he plays another game for him after the end of this season. But AD was supposed to be the dude, and he's he just simply can't he can't be that. He, well, it's, it's it's a piece of the conversation. So when you say that, you know, whether it's bad luck or his inability to be out on the floor, um, there are a lot of guys that you use that towards giving their credit. Hey, that guy's always there. That guy, you know that through a, he's going to probably play 75 to 82 games a season. That's just what that guy does. Um, it's no one's fault. This is the reality. It is AD's situation. I think the, the, the difference is when AD was on the floor this year, there were a lot of times where him, Braun, and Russell Westbrook also didn't look like – it's not like they have a record where they played 20 games and they were 15-5 and five together, right? right? Where it was they just have to be healthy and this whole thing works. That hasn't been the case this year. And, you know, you, you mentioned something on the for, – for those who are making the argument of it's the worst trade in Laker history, I know what you're saying. What you're saying is – it's not like the Thunder traded James Harden and right. got back these pieces. Kevin Martin. <laughs> and then James Harden ends up being an MVP somewhere else. Right. Kuzma's not going to be an MVP. KCP's not going to be an MVP. That, you know, the, the Bucks traded Kareem to the Lakers. Wilt was traded uh, to the Those are Those are different types of trades. That's not what this trade was. It is how do these guys fit or how does Russ specifically fit with this team that part, it was a train wreck. Let's try another one here. Let's go to Colton this time. And Edward, Edward, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Ed? Ed. What do you think of yeah. that, Ed? Uh, I, I, listen, <laughs> I like what he started off with. Hated how he ended the call. That's just my opinion. <laughs> Look, it... The, I love breaking down issues. calls. I love breaking down calls when we don't hear from them. That's one of my favorites. People are still texting me about, hey, they can only hear the stream in one ear. Yeah, okay, good. I'm sorry. 
What would you like? We I just talked about how I can't put a bookshelf on my uh, on my wall, and you're you're telling me you'd like me to fix the stream. My my technical expertise is if I turn my computer on and it doesn't yeah. work, I turn it off again and then turn Do you know it where back you're, on again. Where your charger is, you have to <laughs> blow into it. Like an old Nintendo game? Yep. Where you have to blow the your, dust out of it? Blow into your phone. Once you do that, you should be fine. Put it in Put it in, <laughs> Put it in. in water for 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, good to let's try and see. Let's cross your fingers, Al. See if this works. Oscar in Santa Ana. Oscar, are you there, my friend? Hey, Sliwa. Hey, Travis. Good job on uh, the show today. Hey, I, I have a question. Would you guys consider Trey Anthony Davis in Oklahoma City for Shares Alexander and a bunch of picks? Because I know Oklahoma City got a bunch of picks for the next 10 years, right? They do. They have, they have enough picks to pick five guys a year until the yeah. end of time. They've got nothing but picks. What- so this is let – me, let me play this the other way, Trav. I, I, by the way, the conversation of I, – I, I've given this some thought over whatever, the last couple of weeks because it's been brought up. Hey, blow up the whole thing. Blow up the whole thing. Um, and we've even said, like, what kind of value can you get for Anthony Davis right now if you decided, hey, let me go shop this guy? Yep. Um, I think for that reason alone, I think he has a higher upside based on his value today by keeping him than he does – I'm going to trade him and 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 really sell low is the point that I'm trying to make That's because it. if if I use the Oklahoma City Thunder as an example, if I'm the Thunder and I have this young budding all-star caliber player in Shea Gilgis Alexander and I got all these freaking draft picks that I'm a market that I could go out and by the way, give them credit, they drafted James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Serge Ibaka, Kevin Durant, um, they have a really, really good uh, young player right now. They took, I think, number six overall in this past draft. Why would I do that? You know, if I'm the Thunder, like, why would I? What's the purpose of me doing that when I could just continue to crop my own guys? That's why I'm almost with with Anthony Davis. You got to rebuild him. It, it's you don't sell him now. He doesn't have any value. You know, or or he doesn't have the value that you certainly paid for him, right? When you made the acquisition to get him on your team, you had to pay it at at its peak. That Anthony Davis was a a player and a and a prospect that was going to continue to increase in value, so you're paying a premium. Now you're at the exact opposite end of this, where you'd be selling at his absolute lowest point. Because to your points, Lee, if I'm Oklahoma City or any other team that's thinking about, you know, maybe I'd like to acquire a, a star player. Why would I want Anthony Davis? What that he is he has not proved there are two things he has proven definitively in his career. A, he can't do it by himself, and B, he misses a lot of time. Why would I pay a premium for that? I'm not saying that he can't become a great player again. He might be able to, but the two things we know for sure, he doesn't stay healthy, and when he's the best player on your team, your team's not very good. Those are the, the those are facts. So why why would I want to make a here take my best player and a bunch of my picks for that? No, thank you. You Laker fans, you got to look at it from the other guy's perspective. Why would I want your problem? Why, they, they, I don't. I got the the Lakers have a lot of stuff going on right now, and if I'm OKC or one of the teams in there where I have some upside, my my graph is trending in the right direction. I've got a bunch of draft picks. I got some young talent. Especially guys. that market. Especially right. that market. Why would I want that? A guy that can't stay on the floor and a guy that can't win games as as, as your best player? No thanks.
Yeah, and they have again. They have no reason to do something like that. They're in a they're in a, a good position where free agents are going to come lining up at the door. Go draft your guys, develop them, do what you've done in the past. Sam Presti will do that. All right, Vaughn Miller maybe uh, dropping some breadcrumbs on his social media. We'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit. But next, fact or cap? A crazy scenario, including the other AD, Aaron Donald. That's next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Travis, it's Newell. We're here each weekday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., and it's time for Factor Cap. Oh, that's Cap. That's so Cap, Dad. <laughs> Everything I've said is a Cap, but I'm going to go Factor. First of all, it's not a Cap. It's no, just it is a cap. cap. Welcome to Factor Cap. Hey, guys. I still managed to get here. I have my <laughs> keys today. Uh, they are now officially on tile, and they will never be lost again, she said. <laughs> yeah. Knock on wood. Hold on, hold on. March 7th <laughs> at 11.30 and 10 seconds. Got it. Okay, so, uh, but speaking of which, I that whole day, it was kind of cold in Orange County. It was a little uh, chilly, but I saw all these other moms, like, bundled up in, like, boots and jackets. And I'm like, I'm from the East Coast. I'm fine. I don't need this stuff. So I was in shorts. So uh, I definitely regretted that later in the night when it got cold and the sun went down. So once you put on shorts, it's hard to change your mind. Even if it gets too cold, you're too proud. Travis, this is about your cap. No, I'm about to comfort, Emily. I, I pride is long out the window. That's cap for me. I'm going to go with what's appropriate at the time. If I Look, I've made the decision, right? You're going to go to golf, for instance. You can put on a little shorts, you're a little cold. But no, I'll, I'll, I'll swap. I'll do some costume changes along the way. Put on a sweatshirt, take it off, pants on, shorts off, the whole thing. I am 100% going to go with the weather. No question about it. Em, I'm with you. I'm fact. Uh, pride does come into play. Um, you start kind of deciding, well, you know, I already made this decision. I'm going to go ahead and stick with it. Small little stupid things, Trav, like, uh, hey, there's a gas station right there, and it's probably time to fill up. I got plenty of time. All right? If you're, if you're sleeping in bed and all of a sudden you're like, you know, I, should I just go use the restroom right? No, no, no. Just sleep right through it. And you spend 30 minutes thinking about it rather than just getting up and going to use the restroom. So you go ahead and be smart and comfortable. I'm going to be an idiot and go the other way. Pride first. Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to yeah. ride that thing down to the bottom. I love it. Okay, next. It's officially the worst season ever. It is peeps season. So Ugh. peeps are the grossest candy ever. Alan, is this factor cap? I don't know if they're the worst, but they're up there. Right, like there is, um, there are a lot of candies during uh, during Halloween. It's the uh, what's it called? Why am I forgetting the name? Give me Easter? the candy corn. The candy, oh, candy corn. corn. Candy corn is they kind wow. of they they make their way into the mix. I'm I'm not a fan. I don't need any candy corn. Peeps, I don't care about as well. There's a few different candies that are on this list. Uh, I don't think they're the worst, but they're definitely definitely close to the top. No, I, I think it's fact. I think that they are the worst because they're it's marshmallow, right? Like that's the flavor of a peep. It's it's a marshmallow, but it's covered in that orange or yellow or green dust. When are you or, back in the studio? <laughs> What's that? When are you back in the studio? Uh, when would you like to go back? I can go back. I'm tomorrow just saying, if I want to. Like I want to bring back. I want to <laughs> bring some peeps in. 
Yeah, well, I will fill the studio with peeps. They'll be they'll be with my wine. They'll they'll be somewhere in the studio that doesn't exist with the uh, the the wine bottle. No, they're gross. Like marshmallow is not my jam to begin with, but it's okay. Like every once in a while, little marshmallow. It's not the end of the world, but just straight up, just a big mouth of stale orange marshmallow. No, I'm I'm those are you can have those. I never ever need Can't, to see another. You got to have candy corn or peeps. Uh, if I had to pick between the two, yeah. I think peeps are, they're both disgusting, don't get me wrong. But I think if I had to eat one or the other, I'd choose a candy corn just because it's the size of a tooth and I'd, a peep is the size of a baseball. <laughs> I know, I'd rather just have the one small thing that's disgusting than the big thing that's disgusting. Are you guys Milk Duds, milk duds fans? I like those. I don't like those them because it gets stuck in my teeth. I, like I don't care duds. for them either. I like milk care duds. For them either. I'll eat those. Okay, so uh, in my non-social media atmosphere, I have been watching more TV shows. I've been watching a lot of Formula One, and I just got to the episode where there was a lot of nepotism. So the one guy that spent a lot of money on this racing team has his son as the racer. I'm like, okay, that's maybe he's not the best racer in the world. And then also I saw that two Syracuse starters are Jim Beheim, or or it's Jim, right? Jim Beheim's kids. And so I was like, how are you going to put these people? Anyway, nepotism gets me nowhere. So you would give your child or a family member a job even if they weren't good enough for the job. Travis is Factor Cat. Sadly, I probably would. I, I, I would. I mean, look, your, your number one instinct is to take care of your family, right? That you, that you have to do. Now, I'm not going to let the boy run the company if I think he sucks at it. But if I if I have to throw him a little sales job here or there or some title where he's just got an office and he can support himself and his family, yeah, I'll probably throw one of those. I'm, I'm going to treat him more like um, uh, Roman from Succession, right? Like, I'm not going to actually let him make any decisions. I'm just going to leave him over there and let him pretend that he's a part of this. But you don't actually get to call any of the shots. But I'll take care of my guys, yes. I'm going to go cap. And first off, let me just throw black licorice might be the worst candy ever created. And Tootsie no, Rolls aren't that one. good as well. That's number um, one. Okay, so this is why you got to go cap in this situation, Trev. And I know I'm not here with a couple of kids or anything like that, at least yet. But with that in mind, I don't think it's a good idea for the kid as well. Like, I don't think when you put a kid in a position because – not because they're qualified for it, not because they should have that job, but because they're – a family member of yours or a close friend or a cousin or something along those lines, I think it's a bad look for the company, number one. I think it's bad for the individual that they got the job that they didn't actually earn. I think they're better off being on the outside. you got to earn something like that. I think it's actually a good learning lesson. Good, good luck with that. <laughs> you might be right. Good, good, good luck with that. We'll see how that goes. You might be right, but I think it's better for them to go earn it than just get it because they I don't disagree with the. You're probably right. It's better, but the. uh, By the way, the nepotism ring for Travis would be very, very small. There's like three people that would get on the list, (laughs) right? The the rest of it, cousins and friends. Sorry, buddy. I I can't help you there, but the three people with my last name, I would probably help. (laughs) Everyone else, you're on your own. So, Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) <laughs> Not him. He's a distant cousin. Distant cousin. Okay, so this one actually came from a viral tweet on Twitter. So, if someone gave you $10 million, but you had to be hunted down, tackled, and punched in the face by Aaron Rodgers once a year. Not Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Donald. Aaron Donald. Yeah. Once a year, anytime, anywhere, you would take that. Travis, is his factor cap? Fact. We only, he gets to hit me once? Yes, he hunts you down anytime, anywhere, once a year. Yeah, I, I'm in. Look, I, I don't want to fight Aaron Donald ever, ever. But if I know that he only gets to hunt me and punch me once and I get $10 million, 
probably spend a 10 percent of that putting my face back together, and then we just keep it moving. I got 364 days before he gets to do it to me again. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do but that. But you're always looking behind your shoulder. Yeah, anyway, I'm, Alan, I'm pretty rich. I can hire some people <laughs> to watch my blind side, Emily. Well, here's the problem. You got to figure out what what are the what are the costs going to be. Your doctor fees, <laughs> how long you're going to be in the hospital, uh-huh. and this is every single year. Mm. So you better get that 10 mil right out the gate. Go buy a couple apartment complexes. Now you got that monthly income coming in uh, <laughs> because you're going to also be spending some of that money. It's a fact too. I'm with you, Trav. There are some yeah. of these that it's like it's a cost. The the uh, um, kind of your benefit here. Okay, what's the benefit of doing this? You, you roll the dice here, grab the 10 mil, let's keep it moving. Well, and that, that, that's the thing, right? The, 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 the question was always, well, would you fight Mike Tyson? for? Of course I would. He'd, and he'd tear me apart, and I'd be lying on the ground, bloody and broken. But I'd get up, and I'd be pretty rich after that. So I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I'm never going to make $10 million in my life. So if, if I can get there by Aaron Donald pummeling me once a year, let's go. All $10 million can get some, some nice doctors. Apartments together, Al. <laughs> okay, uh, next. Uh at the Celtics-Nets game, Big Baby uh, was was seen on ESPN getting moved from his seat oh, courtside. Uh, uh-huh. It was not apparently his seat, so he had to get moved while they cut to him on ESPN. So you would steal someone's seat at an arena if it was empty. Travis, is factor cap? Um, yeah, if the seat's, if the seat's empty and I, I noticed that nobody's there for a long time, I'd go try to grab that seat. I, no, I wouldn't make a scene if they moved me out. I'd be like, yeah, you got me. I, I'd keep it moving pretty quickly. But if there's a seat in front of me that's open for an inning or two, I'm going to drop down to that seat. Why not? It depends how empty it is because the worst thing, this is one of my, you know, I, I, I'd hate to be in this position, hate to be in this situation. Where you say to yourself, like you just mentioned, you know what, I'm going to go sit in those two seats right there. And then 15 minutes goes by. I don't know about you, but I'm always looking over my shoulder like, oh, no, that person who's walking down down the row, they're coming to sit right here. This is where they're going to sit. <laughs> right. I don't care if the whole row is open. They are going to sit right here. That walk of shame of, oh, did you see? Uh, I didn't even know. No. I guess I'm in I'm in section 204. This is 112. You're leaving out I, I the best part. I just didn't see though. the numbers right. No, you got to. You this is where you do that thing. You think out your ticket. You're like, wait, I'm, 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 oh gosh, I have this all wrong. Like I'm actually over well, here. You got to pretend that you made a mistake, not that you were I, trying to snake the seat. I get that. I get the whole play it off. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with it. Just the feeling of like even the playing it off, right? Like you just said. In my head, I'd be like, Al, what are you doing? Go sit in your seat. Just go sit in your freaking seat. Yeah, but seat. you got a quarter on the floor at the Laker game. You and got a whole guy, quarter there. That's a pretty this good guy win. got nationally televised, you know, nationally televised game. There was a dude. Well, I've seen that's this before. Different. If, if it were going on in, like, something where you know every seat in the house is taken, that's a different animal altogether. Or you're known. Like, you, Big Baby is at a well, Celtics game. Eh. They know Big Baby. Yeah, don't you know Big Doesn't Baby, <laughs> Travis? No, 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 no. Doesn't have to be Larry Bird. You're just known enough to where, you know, where if you do something that's stupid and you get caught, then you're talking not... about it on 710 ESPN in LA on a Monday. Eh, I don't think it's that big a deal. I, I, I'm up for a little embarrassment. If I got half the game down there, I'm like, hey, it's half more than I was supposed to get. That's a win for old Travis and Big Baby. Okay. I'll be up in 224 if you guys need me. <laughs> I have one last one. So this is from, uh, it was also going a little bit viral on Twitter this weekend. You could go a week without forks or spoons. Alan, is this factor cap? <laughs> That's so random. 
Uh, week without forks or spoons. Yeah, I can. Um, I don't know how many eat cereal. You know that that part's going to be a little. <laughs> well, more no difficult. carbs. I don't know if I'm gonna, how I'm going to eat soup. I guess at the current moment, yeah, I can do it. Not that big of a deal. I mean, sometimes I kind of prefer using my hands, right? There's certain, you know, if I'm eating chicken, I don't need to kind of cut into, if I'm eating a drumstick or something along those lines, you want to obviously, I don't want pizza, I'm not cutting my pizza. A sandwich, no problem. But there's certain, I don't know how I'm going to have pasta holding my hand like as a claw going down into it. Can I do it? Of course I can. It's it's an interesting viral I, thing. To, the pasta one is a, a, a weird one. Like, I, are we eliminating chopsticks in this situation? Because you could eat pasta with nope, chopsticks. Just no could, forks or spoons. N- okay, yeah, then yeah, we can. There's nothing you can't eat if you want to eat. Because your point, Slee, about soup or cereal, put it in a mug, drink it. Right. Oh, yeah, that, you, I mean, yeah, you just, you just sip there. at it. Right. Yep. You don't like sometimes when you go to the, the restaurants, they give you the bowl of soup. You, you tip the bowl to your face. You're not, you know, necessarily digging into it. I Yeah. I look, I, I'm a hands eater. I keep my hands clean. We can do that. I'll drink some soup out of a cup. I have a feeling you and I would be OK. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Plus, I know how to use chopsticks. We're, we're good to go. All set. All right. So Von Miller put something pretty good on his uh, Instagram page. Pretty interesting, I should say. And uh, Rams fans, you definitely going to want to hear this. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Listen to Travis and Sliwa more at 10 a.m. And it is Travis and Sliwa, your Monday. We're here each weekday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Be sure to spend some time with us this week. If you're new to the show, we do funny stuff like this. Hey, I just want as much cheap beer yep. as possible. Is that like 23, 44? 44, I think, is a classy cutoff. I think so, that's when you, sell, you tell yourself, okay, hey, I've grown up. Um, I want more. I just want to be known as a classy individual. 44. And we talk L.A. sports. Travis and Sliwa continues right now. You know what I had, Slee? I didn't have a bunch of cheap beer this weekend, but you know what I had? I had a whiskey sour that had like a little pear-infused whiskey this weekend. Okay. My goodness. You got me good. listening. That was so good. I And very subtle. Like you could barely find it in the background, but my, oh, my, was that a great drink. You add, a that, fan? add that to the list of alcohol. Gave it up, too. Giving it up. <laughs> really? For the, yeah, part of the 40. Just doing the whole thing. So, so doing the whole thing. Yeah, but are you carb or no alcohol carbs? Is that part of your uh, Lenten season as well? No, or you... just no alcohol. Like not, not, not because of the carbs. Here's the thing. Everything pretty much has carbs. You have a banana, and if you're trying to count carbs, fruit you're carbs out of your carbs count. for the day. Fruit, fruit, give yourself the fruit carbs. I've ate more fruit in the past <laughs> three days than I've, I've ever eaten in my life. By the way, Rookie's going to take down the door. Just I was going to say, up. is it <laughs> raining in your house, yeah. or what, what's going on there? That sounds like someone's trying to – is Aaron Donald coming to punch you in the face for your $10 million prize? Like, if, what's happening? If it gets quiet at all, that's all you're going to hear in the background. <laughs> so the more you and I are talking, good. you're not going to hear that. You're not going to hear that at all. Good to know. Let's try a phone call here. Let's go to La Jolla and JB. JB, you're on with Travis. What's up? Travis. Yes. You seriously drink soup in public and tilt the bowl over at a restaurant? Sure. Why not? Are you nuts? No. That's crazy. Like what do you mean? JB, yeah, some restaurants, home, JB, some restaurants would kick them out. Some restaurants no. would kick them out. You know, like sometimes when you go to like a Chinese restaurant or Japanese, you get the little miso soup in the little yeah, cup. Then, you sip you at it. Soup that. Okay, oh, yeah, that, soup uh, that. JB had the same thought as I was when you said that. I was like, really? Guys, All the, not, you're a germ- not, I thought you were a germaphobe. You wouldn't want the side of the. They wash the bowls. <laughs> You drink out of a glass. You drink every out of a other customer. No. Every other customer, they wash. What's the, bowls. the difference? I, yeah. What's the difference? 
difference. Now, if you Thank had you a, a bread bowl, if you had a bread bowl of clam chowder, and I'm watching you, <laughs> I'm watching you put that down, no, you and you're do? eating and you're biting into the bread as you go, that's a little. That's, what I that's do with the bread weird. bowl, Lee, is I pick it up and I just bite a hole directly through the bottom and let all the soup <laughs> run into my mouth. <laughs> it's like a funnel. If it gets in your shirt. Who cares? <laughs> it's like just a funnel of clam uh, chowder that I, I just drop it right in. But you can let no. some of the soup not be drank. You can let <laughs> it go at the end. You get no, you're not. You're, you're you're picturing like a gallon of clam chowder. What Slee understands what I'm saying. Yeah, miso what, the, soup. You're not. You're right. not. You're. Thank you're, you. I mean, you might use it at the end, a spoon at the end, to kind of get some of the tofu and the, the tofu and, and, and the, the green and, onions and all those yeah, things that are at it. the bottom. Sure, yeah. I get that. But those cups are meant to be sipped. It's almost like a teacup than than anything else. That not everything is beef, barley with the vegetables. Well, here's and, a difference or too. a bowl of chili that I'm sloppy cheddar soup. <laughs> right. When you go get Japanese Which food good, too, the they give you the proper spoon. For yeah. the soup, too. Yes. Like, that's also a big part of it. Yeah. Guys, I've done the research. JB in La Jolla trying to soup shame me. What's going on, JB? Come on, man. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support vets with its annual Keys to Progress Vehicle Giveaway Program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. So Vaughn Miller on his Instagram, out has a picture of him uh, in his Denver Uniform is his Denver Broncos uniform, where obviously he spent the vast majority of his career. Um, and there's a little thought bubble over one of the pictures that says, "I wonder if they would give me my old locker back." Hmm. I mean, look, I, I'm we, we've talked about social media a lot. Emily has quit. You've quit. I've I've dabbled a little bit here or there. I'm not great at deciphering Instagram breadcrumbs, but does that sound like somebody that's dying to come back to the Rams? It doesn't sound like it to me. Well, uh, listen, mission accomplished, right? So if he doesn't come back, just hypothetically speaking, if you're the Rams, you went out and traded for Von Miller, you gave up a second and a third round pick um, to go get him. And what was your goal in bringing him over? Your goal was, can we win a Super Bowl with him? If you're Von Miller, I left the Denver Broncos. Uh, I've obviously had a tremendous, tremendous career with that organization. I left at a time where the Broncos weren't going to go make any noise in the playoffs. I went and got a Super Bowl ring, and now it's wide open for me to go wherever I want. Isn't it kind of mission accomplished for both sides? If he ends up with the Denver Broncos and the Broncos down the road play the Rams, uh, most everyone at SoFi Stadium would give their love for Von Miller. A hundred percent right. Right on down the line. That, that Look, I'll go a step further. I don't know if there's not a scenario where the Rams are not interested, right? I, I don't – for all the reasons that you just said, this could be one of these – listen, we paid – we gave up second and third-round pick, like you said, but we we hit, right? We got exactly what we needed. And as great of a player as Vaughn Miller is, we can go find somebody else in free agency in the draft because think about whoever has played opposite Aaron Donald, right? Whether it's Michael Brockers or Sue or Fowler or Leonard Floyd or any of these guys that they've brought in from other places to kind of be the, the, the yin to his yang. They're all pretty darn good. And it's, and it's mostly because Aaron Donald demands so much attention that whoever's the second guy, you're going to get a lot of opportunities. And that's not disrespectful to Von Miller. That's just that's how good Aaron Donald is. And if he's going to be really expensive, and I would imagine he'll be reasonably expensive, and you already got what you needed, I don't know if this isn't in everybody's best interest. I can go back. I got another Super Bowl. Go back to Denver. Be a hometown hero. The whole thing. 
and the Rams kind of have what they need too. It's I, I don't think this is a bad deal for anybody. It sounds bad, but it, I don't think it is. Why? Well, I, I, listen, in a perfect world, if Von Miller decided, hey, I'm going to take a pay cut. I want to stay here in L.A. That's I want to get a chance at another Super Bowl. It's different, right? Yep. And maybe that scenario plays out if you didn't win a Super Bowl. If it was unfinished business. If it was, you know, if the story was a little bit different. But that's the reality of the story. And you know, if there's one thing that the Rams have done a really, really good job on. And um, we we spent some time on this. I remember Andrew Siciliano when he came on with us during the uh, during the parade. Uh, Les Need came on a week ago or so. They've done a good job with later on in the draft. They've done a good job. I know they. It sounds like oh, they just give up every single pick and they don't pay attention. They still value the draft, but how you how they value the draft is different than maybe another organization or a team. So if they think going to get Von Miller again is not responsible then, okay, it's all right. And if Von Miller ends back up with the Denver Broncos, then I don't know how you can't look at every side. The the Broncos won because they got some picks and they weren't going to go win a Super Bowl. And then they could potentially get Von Miller back. Then it's a win all, look, all, it, all around. It, it's so hard to win again. It is so hard to go back-to-back. Back. in any. I don't care if it's the NFL, the NBA. It's, it's really hard to stack championships one on top of the other. But I would argue that it's the most difficult in, in football. Right, we've seen one repeat winner. I want to say in like 22 years, the Patriots yeah, right. did it once. Yeah. It's really hard to stack them up like that. And if you can nibble, don't change Donald, don't change Stafford, don't change Cup. You know, there's a handful of guys. You just leave them there, let them do what they need to do, restructure some deals, go, go. But all of the pieces around the edges, if you need to kind of swap some of that out, you can't do it all like the Lakers did, but a little piece here and there. You know, Von Miller is good as he is, but we can go find somebody at 50% of the cost that gives you 80% of the production. That's a win, right? I, know, Chad, I, I think they're so good at forward thinking on that stuff. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they're okay with this. If you did not win the Super Bowl, our conversation would be so much different, right? True. Wait, you did what for Von Miller? And then on top of that, you did what for Matt Stafford? And then on top of that, and I I, I, I think we, you and I have been on the same page of this. You respect that they're all in. You respect that they find they know their window is right now. Go get it. But they got it done. So when you get it done, there is a lot of pressure that comes off the organization of, okay, we could still be responsible. We could still be smart. We're still thinking for today, and we're also trying to pay attention tomorrow. They hit. When you hit, it's a whole different ballgame than when you don't, when you feel like you're still chasing something. Um, and I think that, that probably plays into the scenario this upcoming offseason, including Vaughn Miller. Here's one call you need to make before you make any decisions, though. Hey, uh, AD, where are you on this? We're thinking we we have some we have some thoughts on Von Miller. Just want to see where you are. How important is it to you that he comes back? Speaking oh, he's got to be here. Okay, of which, done. <laughs> Aaron Donald responded to Von Miller's post and he said, "Run it back so I can with two go. eyes." So he's he's involved in this a little bit. At yeah, least. good. And by the way, that's what star players do. That's fine. That's how this works. If he wants it back and Miller wants it back, then run it back. Well, run it back so I can. In other words, in- if you're not here, maybe I don't. Maybe I'm not here. That's a whole nother well, thing, that's, right? Yeah, that's that's a that's a much different conversation. Has he been considering the fact that he gets to punch me in the face once a year? Has that has that factored into his decision making process when it comes? Vaughn will get back. Plus, you get to punch Travis once a year. Can't be worth nothing to you, right? That's I don't know if they're going to do there's that some value there. somewhere no, else. I, I think there's some value there. <laughs> All right, would you flinch? It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN.